For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m., even during the offseason. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube channel. You can find Five on the Floor there as well, but you can also find Feel the Heat, Full Court Press, and our other Heat and Dolphins and Soccer and Marlins and Panthers and Hurricanes programming right there. And also FiveReasonsSports.com will bring on our lead Heat writer today, Brady Hawk. You can find all of his articles for free, no paywall, at FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell it out. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You want to do some betting? Your favorite athletes are always striving to put themselves in a winning position. It's about time you do too with MyBookie at MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. You're set for victory with a host of great odds and prop bets to fill all of your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet the NBA and NHL playoffs now in the Stanley Cup Finals. My Islanders flamed out in Game 7. The daily MLB games and all the best in combat sports. If you've been waiting for the right time, the time is now to make your winning move. Sign up. Use the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, and receive up to $1,000 in bonus money along with your first deposit at mybookie.ag. That's right, up to 1000 bucks. The promo code 5, F-I-V-E, to claim your bonus, experience sports in a whole new light, and have a chance to get some serious cash along the way. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. That's mybookie.ag, code 5. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Hope you got a chance to catch the latest Floors Yours. That's where we covered the Tyler Hero situation. If you want to hear what we actually said and not what it got aggregated everywhere, that's the place to find it. We also put it on the podcast feed. Now there's a bunch of sort of bogus reports that are being filed off of that report. Maybe we'll get to that at some point. Eh, you know what? We'll do that at the end of this episode, possibly. Uh, before we do, though, uh, we've made a quick substitution here. Heard he was a streak shooter when he played. Brady Hawk replacing Alex Toledo today. Alex is AWOL. We're not exactly sure where he is, but he will be back with us tomorrow. We've also got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Of course, Brady is at Brady Hawk. 305. We're going to get into an article that Brady wrote for the site, but we're going to expand off of it a little bit. Brady did a piece about Colin Sexton, who apparently is eligible to be moved by the Cleveland Cavaliers, by Kobe Altman, their general manager, and that crew up there, even though it looks like they kind of hit on the pick because they don't really know if they want to extend him. So, so it created a topic for us, which is this idea. You've got players around the league who teams their current teams have made a decision or at least they're unsure whether or not they want to extend the player Lonzo Ball won in New Orleans we've seen that already John Collins in Atlanta restricted free agent do they want to pay him right Jaron Jackson Jr. with the Grizzlies Colin Sexton with Cleveland these are good players 
but they're all dinged in some way, or there's a feeling that maybe they're not the best fit with the current group that they have. So the question we're going to ask today is, should the Heat make a run at a player that the team that has that player is not sure is worth the kind of money that another team is going to play? Pay, excuse me. So let's start, Brady, with your article on Colin Sexton. What does he bring to the table other than the fact that Jimmy Butler likes to flick his ear during games? Well, yeah, that's probably a big factor uh, because, you know, we have to go through Jimmy Butler uh, before making that type of move. But I just think, you know, we talked about defensively, he's not been the best defensive player, even though coming in, that was kind of a staple of his game in high school where they kind of thought he was that fierce type of player. Um, and I think when comparing, because we're going to constantly compare to the Heat's guards, that's just what you're going to do when you're trying to sub a certain guy in. His potential on defense, I think, is much higher than obviously anybody they have on Miami. Uh, when talking about the guards, I think his potential there, we've seen him make plays on that end. He's just not very good, as we've seen one-on-one -on -one off the ball um, and different things like that. But the thing is, is, he's become a pretty great scorer, and we all know that the Heat missed scoring um, all three levels. He's become a very good mid-range mid scorer. Uh, we saw Miami lack that in the playoffs, even though we thought they had that as a strength. But I think the thing was is that they had the mid-range pull-up against drop, even though it wasn't falling then. Uh, Colin Sexton's able to create a bit more, and he's able to get creative in different ways, one-on-one, -on -one, not needing a screen every play. Um, and then the three-point shooting, you know, as I touched on in that piece, is it took a bit of a dip, but I think that just comes with the territory of playing, you know, on a bad team when you're taking more shots. Um, and if you're in a Miami Heat system, you're, you know, pretty much your shots are going to go up when you're playing next to Bam and Jimmy, who are primary playmakers. Um, and then I'm sure we'll get into it if he's playing next to a guy like Kyle Lowry, you know, it's going to be a small backcourt, but that may help him even more to kind of grow his game and expand. He can kind of be the ball handler at times because Kyle Lowry has been so great off the ball, but also it helps him to kind of become that catch and shoot guy off the ball and kind of expand his game. So I think it's, it's, it's an intriguing piece for the heat if they're looking at him. Um, and it's funny because if you look back at the game, when they played against Miami, he had a great game. And he basically scored most of his points on the Miami in the Miami Heat's offense. If you kind of look back at it, everything was off off ball screens, getting to the rim, catching, getting down there where it's like, if the Miami Heat were focusing on that game, thinking back, it's like, man, he could be a pretty great fit for their offense. It just comes down to, I think the asset that you're giving up as we constantly talk about you guys harp on, you know, on this podcast that Tyler hero has been pretty much their only asset and you got to kind of got to take a chance and on which route you like to go. And you have to be very sure on the player you're taking in that he's going to, you know, take you to the next level. Yeah. Okay. So I, a lot of good stuff there. And of course, fit with Jimmy and Bam is primary fit with Kyle Lowry is something certainly that we talk about because our understanding is that it's still kind of plan a for the heat uh, most likely scenario this off season. So I, again, getting to this, I, there are, there are players that come from losing cultures, Greg, and you know, there's a feeling that you can fix those players, right? Like, uh, you know, you get them into the right system. Kyle's, Colin, Colin Sexton is a guy who there were some questions with him about on selfishness, other things like that when he came out of college. Uh, that can get exacerbated when you're on a bad team because if there's nobody else to do anything and the only like premium player you have is a guy like, I don't know what the hell he's doing on the Olympic team, Kevin Love, uh, who doesn't really care about playing there, then th that young player is going to ask to be do asked to do even more. Then he gets put with a couple of young guards in Garland and Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, I mean, really a core, very little experience there coaching in and out. I think he's had three different coaches. He got cavaliered. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but but I guess the question is, when you're the Heat and, and you you feel you have this culture, do you think and what's the track record for them on taking that kind of player who's who's shown some intangibles that are positive? He plays hard. Okay, his shooting numbers, as Brady mentioned, have come up. Um, and 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 making that work, or are certain players just stained by where they're from? Yeah, I don't think that that's the case with with Colin Sexton. I think that he's um, he's kind of been the anti um, like loser culture guy around there, at least from my perspective as a as a you know I'm watching Cleveland from a distance. He, he's kind of what I thought that they would want to strive to be more like a really competitive, like a, a bulldog type player, tough player, um, you know, good score. I love the idea. Uh, you know, Brady talked me into it just on this podcast alone. Um, and I, I, I think he would fit the, the question for me becomes like, how do you get, how do you make a deal work and like the financial part of it? And essentially, if you're looking at him on a rookie deal, you're either trading him for somebody with a very small contract, and that's the end of that, or you're expanding this deal, whether it's Larry Nance Jr. at 11 million that you're adding, or Kevin Love, who you just mentioned earlier, at 31 million, and maybe you're getting back or having to give out a little less because of Kevin Love's contract. Like if those are things that Miami is open-minded to, because those are really the only two vehicles that Colin Sexton would get to Miami. But once he gets there, he's a great scorer, good fit that way. I don't think basketball is the question. Uh, you would still need a point guard in town, though. Yeah, no, you would still need a point guard, I think. I Because I, you don't want to entrust him to that uh, specifically. But uh, let's get we, – I mean, we can't have any of these conversations without discussing Tyler Hero. Um, I mean, is it fair to say that Colin Sexton's upside Brady is higher than Tyler heroes? I think it's fair just because like I said, the defensive potential is a bit higher. Um, and we've seen more, you know, obviously on a lesser level because we've seen stuff in the playoffs, seen stuff in, you know, obviously in the bubble, but I think we've seen the scoring there more flashes, more consistency where it's probably easier to say that, you know, this heat team needs probably more consistency than flashiness. Um, but I do think they need to find, you know, middle ground, obviously Twitter back and forths aren't the same as Miami heat discussions, but I think it comes down to what do you think you can, you know, get for him? Because I think, you know, you have this idea that it may be selling him for a guy like Colin sex where you think you can get something bigger. And then there's this idea where you're trading him for a superstar where there's no superstars available. Um, so I think there has to be, you know, some, you know, realistic, you know, perspective here that Colin Sexton, if he does come available, if the Heat think he can make that jump and, you know, fit in in their system as, you know, as well as maybe grabbing Kyle Lowry, because I think that's a key there that, as you mentioned, I think they need to have, you know, a sidekick next to him, you know, to not have that whole thing on him. But if they do, it comes back to Tyler Hero, where, where do they see Tyler Hero? And obviously the reports coming from you guys say that, you know, they're, those are the decisions that are going to have to be made upcoming. You know, I spent the year in Cleveland, as I don't usually like to tell people, but uh, that was 2014-15. But I did make some friends up there. I mean, well, 90% of Cavs fans hated me on Twitter, but th there was a small percentage that I kept. And I can tell you that uh, they've DM'd me in the past few days saying they don't really like watching Colin Sexton play offense. Um, I, what, that, that, that the, the theory of Colin Sexton is, has been better than the practice of Colin Sexton when you're watching him every day. And I think fans they tend to know that stuff when you, when you find fans know what sort of 
Kendrick Nunn, you know, from the outside, Kendrick Nunn is numbers on the inside. When you're watching Kendrick Nunn, there are things that you like, and there are things that watching him every day, you may not like, right. As a player I'm speaking of, and, and, and that's the same here with Sexton. So I'm just, I just want to caution a little bit here that I did get some of that over the past week as we started to discuss this. All right, let's get to one more guard. And then after the break, we're going to get to two bigs. Uh, the other guard is Lonzo ball. And, and this is a weird one. We've talked about him sometimes. There's there's a faction in our network, I think Marco Romo, Ricky, J. Mark, that are big Lonzo Ball guys. And, and I think Pat Riley is a big Lonzo Ball guy. And in principle, Lonzo Ball, again, may make some sense. He, he's, he's got great court, court vision. Uh, he's become a much better shooter than he was when he came out. And yet it does seem that when the people who watch him play regularly say he, he, he isn't really entrusted to run the offense in New Orleans. Uh, others did that. And it was a lot of kind of catch and shoot standing around type stuff, which is, I don't think what people envisioned for Lonzo ball when he came into the NBA. So I'll go, I'll go here, Brady again, another player. They have, they did not extend um, to this point. So, and it doesn't, I don't know what David Griffin's future is going to be. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Be there it does appear he's going to survive this offseason, but obviously new coach, everything else stands gone. What, what do you see? In, is Lonzo Ball worth money? Is Lonzo Ball worth as much or more as, than Colin Sexton? I think he's up there. Um, I think the reason is because you mentioned the three-point shooting. We all know that they have to have a three-point shooter in the mix if they're bringing somebody in next to Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Um, and seeing him, I think it was two more attempts a game Um this past season, and he increases efficiency is, you know, a pretty intriguing thing to do, especially with the fit just not being there where, you know, they're in a weird place in New Orleans where they just have a bunch of guys together that have no rhyme or reason, basically. Um, so I think it does. I think you have a guy, even though you mentioned not really being trusted to run the offense, I think if you're put in a structured place like Miami, I think that's where he'd thrive most. I think he'd probably get more out of it than Miami would. Um, being put in those type of sets and, and you know, getting downhill – you know, where he's kind of struggled, um, but the passing thing kind of stands out. Maybe uh, you don't have to rely on Bam Adebayo doing a bunch of dribble handoffs, trying to play make. We talked about it all year, trying to get a point guard. You get one, a pretty great passing one in that with Lonzo Ball. So I think it, you know, once again, comes down to the preference of the organization if they think they can mold him. Um, and as you mentioned, they have a liking to him. And I think this is the type of guy that you grab young. I, I don't know if he has a relationship with Bam. I know they played against each other a lot in high school. Um, I'm not sure if there's something there, but I do think that they could definitely try to mold him in the right direction. Yeah. As a player, I love Lonzo ball. I love the idea of um, what he brings and what it would do to kind of let Jimmy and Bam maybe focus on scoring a little bit more. But here, here's the issue that I have is that like Colin Sexton, you trade for him. Yes. He's extension eligible but that does not mean you have to give him an extension tomorrow. And uh, you can also say like in this new situation, we would like to see you play before we're going to extend you. Whereas Lonzo ball, you got to make the call this off season to pay him 25 plus million or whatever the number comes in at. So I feel like 
you have a little bit more of a wait and see or an, an evaluation period with Sexton than you do Lonzo Ball. And to me, I just don't see a situation where they um, bring in Lonzo because to me, Lonzo and Lowry, you're not going to have that. Both of those deals are not happening. And to me, I, I just don't see them choosing Kyle or, or um, choosing Lonzo over Lowry. Too many L's here. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. No, I get that. Uh, and and you want to have some, I mean, part of the purpose of the old depot move was you had a chance to look at him uh, before you had to make a decision on him. And so you're right with Sexton. Uh, you have a little bit more time. All right. After the break, we're going to get to a couple of bigs. Uh, take a look at those situations before we do want to tell you about a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network trade shows are back. And if you need a trade show exhibit, this is the place to go. They do the full booth build. They do the design, logistics, graphics, furniture, flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. It's everythingtradeshows.com, everythingtradeshows.com. And they're based right here in Fort Lauderdale, though they service all 50 states. You can schedule a free consultation and get a free booth rendering. If you just mentioned five reasons. That's the number five. And then reasons free booth rendering, and a free consultation. The phone number is 954-791-8882. That's 954-791-8882. Again, trade shows are back, but maybe your marketing team is not. This is the group that can help you, a one-stop shop. Everythingtradeshows.com, 954-791-8882, and mention five reasons. All right, a couple guys we're going to get to now. One we've talked about a lot, one not quite so much. Uh, one is still playing. That's John Collins with the Atlanta Hawks. The other is Jaron Jackson Jr., who actually didn't play that much with Memphis, although he came back late in the season. There have kind of been whispers about both in terms of fit. Um, with Atlanta, it was kind of, does he fit with Capella? And then what was kind of the relationship with Trey Young? Although it looks pretty good to me when I watched the two of them together. But I, I know there were some rumors about that. With Jaron Jackson Jr., it's been health, but also, again, a little bit fit. Um, you know, they're, they're building with John Morant, obviously. That's where they're going here, uh, and they, they've, they've drafted exceptionally well, it, particularly, like, late first-round picks, second-round picks. Like, they drafted pretty much as well as any team in the league recently. Uh, they're well-coached, and they play hard. Um, but, you know, they're going to keep molding that team, and they may become more of a veteran team going forward to kind of get Moran to the next level here. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Collins Jr. Just from a basketball, not John Collins Jr., but sorry, Jaron Jackson Jr. John Collins. Just from a basketball perspective, Brady, who fits better with Bam? I think, you know, it's hard because I think the, the Jaron Jackson thing is a bit interesting because he's coming off a torn meniscus that you've seen the all-depot situation. You've seen all these things come up that I wonder if, they had the option, like as we're discussing right now, that I think they would probably lean John Collins just because of that. Um, both of them have, you know, shot the ball well of stretching the floor. Um, the reason I lean John Collins as well is I think when they drafted Bam, they had an, an idea of him being kind of a rim runner. And we've seen that that's not the case. That's not where they're going to go with this. They're going to try to expand his range. His skill set is much larger than that. That I think you can place John Collins next to him and kind of place him in that type of role and allow him to be the roller, to be the screener most of these times, even though Bam's being effective and allow him to put, you know, put him in different spots where when you have Trevor Ariza, when you have, you know, the Jay Crowders and different stuff like that, that you, you're not as, you're not able to be as creative, obviously lacking length. Um, I think you can do that probably with both of them, but obviously the athletic stuff with John Collins, I think changes stuff. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. I think 
stretch fours is what we've, we've been discussing and throwing a lengthy big who could shoot next to Bam is pretty ideal. Yeah. For me, like I, I, you can't go wrong with either option. If we're talking about fit next to Bam, the idea of how it would evolve and come together. I think that there's, um, uh, you know, I've had the chance really to lock in on John Collins game over game over game through these stretches. And I think the rest of the league has too. And I think that may help his pay, his, uh, his paycheck uh, ultimately, but um, we've talked about him guarding up. Uh, and I, I just, I like the idea of everything Collins brings. So, I mean, there's no question marks for me there. Um, I mean, I guess there is a question mark about like, can he be your third max guy and, and can you win a championship and Atlanta's proving you can at least get to the conference finals with some sort of build similar to that. Jaron Jackson jr. I'll just say this, like his, um, his game defensively will transcend the box score. If you go in and look at what he does that way, he's a player you really have to watch to appreciate the uh, expanded range that he all of a sudden has uh, started to really accelerate in his career, I think is intriguing. Um, but this like goes back to this overarching question. Like, do you clog your salary cap with one of these guys on a max deal? If that's what it takes to keep them, and it may, um, you know, get in the way of making other moves. And I, I think that like some of these guys are worth it, but there is a, that I think it's why everybody's blinking and hesitating because there's no slam dunks. Is, is the deciding factor here health between the two of them? Likely. Right. We've just seen John Collins do it more. Right. I, I think that would be the big thing, but you know, it's funny. You mentioned this thing about, and I, I say this all the time, but, uh, you know, and now I'm rethinking it, but this idea of, can you win with this guy as your second best player, third best player? I think what the last two postseasons have shown you or shown us is that that question's kind of outdated. Like the league is so weirdly wide open now that like, I mean, the Heat made a finals with Bam Adebayo as their second best player, right? right. Some people would have questioned that Atlanta. I, I don't know who their second best player is. Sometimes it's Collins. Some nights, if he's healthy, it's Bogdanovich. Some nights it's been Gallo. Some night, I mean, it's been all over the place, right? They've made a conference finals. Yeah, is uh, Reggie I mean, Jackson the second best player on a finals team? I, I, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look at, I mean, look at, uh, I mean, Phoenix obviously has two elite guys, but, but I mean, look, look at the Clippers. If they made it now, who would be their second best player? Terrence Mann. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I just feel like that question may be a little bit. Uh, outdated at this stage. I mean, the Lakers' third best player was who last year? Kyle Kuzma. I mean, I you know, so I, I, it, it, to me, it's chemistry, it's team construction. You have to have an elite guy for sure. Um, but I don't know necessarily this premise of having, you know, two or three elites. Um, I like both guys. I, I think the other thing we're going to have to get away from is this idea of. And I, I threw it out in a tweet and then thought better of it afterwards, and people came at me on it this idea of a guy is not worth this. So you don't go get him. I, I, I probably was wrong about that with Sexton. I do think in a certain degree, you're in the beggars can't be choosers situation here where you got to get somebody young and promising with some upside um, at some point. And, and by that, probably somebody with a higher ceiling than, than hero has. I think um, one thing I do want to get to on hero though, I think we're going to call this episode uncut gems or something along those lines. Cause I, I think that's kind of where we're at. Um, again, check out everything tradeshows.com, mybookie.ag, use the code five, but also prize picks. You're playing daily fantasy. 
Use the code five. They got this ridiculous promo now, like some kind of crazy win a million dollars. This is daily fantasy. You want to be playing, go to prizepicks.com all through the finals. Of course, you can play the other sports as well. Uh, MLS, NHL, MLB. Of course, we stick to NBA here a lot. Myself, David Eversall, David Friedman are now doing uh, kind of an every other day show on our YouTube channel as well to kind of explain our picks and how you play. So go to prizepicks.com, deposit 20 bucks and just start playing. Use the code five. Um, I just want to follow with one thing on the hero situation, which I know people have been coming at me. Why percentage? You know, look, I don't like using percentages. Okay. The reason I use the percentage of 75% because I was just fishing around the league for that. And again, I was told that number is low. So, so <laughs> that they're going to trade him, but I want to make one thing clear. They're not going to give him away. They're not going to give him away. So I know some people came at me on that. Like they're not looking to just dump Tyler hero for the sake of dumping Tyler hero, but their entire mindset is to make a move to upgrade on Tyler hero. Now, like during Jimmy's immediate timeline. And that's why I've been told repeatedly as really the only asset on the team that a trade is better than 70% chance of happening. That's what I've been told. You're seeing some piggyback reports. I'm not going to call out certain people, but there are some people guessing. I can just tell you that. When you see reports that are coming out from other markets about who the Heat liked at the deadline and all of that kind of stuff. We call like, them dot connectors. Right, dot connectors. They're, they're taking our report and then they're kind of throwing out names in their market. And I can just tell you, I, I don't have any evidence that they liked, the Heat liked certain players that are being discussed out there. Okay, right. Like, a couple on Houston. Anyway, prizepicks.com, use the code five, uh, mybookie.ag, use the code five, uh, and also everythingtradeshows.com. Mention five reasons. Check out all of Brady's work on fivereasonsports.com. Greg and I will be back tomorrow. We will find Alex. We'll do another Floor's Yours this week. Thanks for joining. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.